The Aces will win back-to-back titles for the first time in over two decades, and Jonquil Jones will be traded. Those were two correct, bold predictions that Alex Simon made for women's basketball in 2023 over a year ago. But now in 2024, Alex is back with me today to help boldly predict what women's basketball will look like in this new calendar year. The Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast, it starts right now. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Welcome. Hello. Happy New Year. You are locked on women's basketball. I'm Jackie Powell. I'm one of your hosts on this program, usually on Fridays. I cover the New York Liberty at the next, and I've covered women's basketball nationally at many other places. We want to thank you for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember that Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by everyone at The Next, a place where we cover women's basketball all the time, and we tell the stories that need to be told each and every day. Subscribe now to support the staff at The Next that works oh so hard to bring you this coverage. It's $9 a month, $72 per year. And remember, Locked on Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. This show is brought to you all by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. But anyway, last time we were together, dear listener, Isabel Rodriguez was here, and we discussed an end-of-the-year project that she helped coordinate. Our staff picks for the top stories and podcasts of 2023. But now, less than a week into 2024, Alex Simon, the sports editor at F at SFGate, and I are going to revive a fun exercise from December of 2022. What bold predictions do we have for 2024 in women's basketball? So how this is going to work is in segment one. Um, we're going to talk about WNBA free agency because that is right around the corner. In segment two, we're going to discuss uh, college predictions. So March Madness, maybe some draft related stuff. And then in our final segment, we'll dish out some bold predictions for the 2024 WNBA season and playoffs. So Alex, thank you so much for being here. It is always a pleasure. I am going to give it to you 
for our first bold prediction. What do you predict is going to happen this free agency? Jackie, it feels so funny to say this is bold, but it truly is. I think we will have someone sign a three-year deal. Like it might truly just be one person, but someone will. And the reason why this is bold is that so many of the contracts currently signed at the WNBA are set to expire by the end of 2025. If you look at all the extensions that people were signing, like Jewel Lloyd, like Kalia Copper, they all went in a way that they expire at 2025 because, as is widely assumed, the CBA will be opted out here at the end of 2024 which will kick in a year later. So 2025 is the last year on the current CBA. Everybody wants to be a free agent to maximize whatever the new CBA will look like starting in 2026. So that would mean if somebody signed in a contract this year, it's only for two years. Someone's going to sign for three, Jackie. That's that's my bold prediction. We'll see a single person be like, you know what? I'll go for the third year. That's just wild to me. I... <laughs> There's currently, yeah, you know, it, it's it's weird to say that it's bold, but everything else has been one or two year deals. The third year, somebody's going to do it. Just wait. No, no, no. I think this is absolutely a bold prediction because I don't think that's going to happen. That makes no sense. That makes no sense for any player to sign a three year deal. Well, the, the, the argument you can make is that if a team is willing to overpay a player relative to what they would otherwise be making in these two seasons with the caveat that we will pay you to guarantee the third year, that's the way that a deal could happen in this way. And I think that's what we might see. Somebody who you're like, they shouldn't be, you know, relative to what the league market and everything says, that seems like a lot of money for them in year one and two. But the the caveat is the team wants the third year at whatever number that is before the CBA changes it. I, maybe that's a construction that we see, but somebody like it's just the league has needs somebody to be locked up that season. That's not just a rookie. I'm guessing we'll see one person sign a deal that way. It might just be one, but I think somebody will. The last thing I'll say about this is maybe the expansion draft will could shift that um, or could help make that come true Um, because, you know, teams are going to want to be holding on to certain assets. Um, I believe if you core a player, they may be on the table for the expansion team, but that has not been completely ironed out yet. I mean, we also don't know if there are going to be two expansion teams. As of now, there is just one. Well, and and within that, if a team, you know, strategically, if you get a player to agree to that third year, that's probably a contract an expansion team wouldn't want to have available on their books because they don't know what the CBA will look like either. But that's the risk for everybody involved. Maybe they would just to guarantee the number in the new CBA. Point being, I think we see one single person do it. Maybe maybe just one, but like I think somebody's going to sign away a 2026 year this offseason as a free agent. Incredibly bold. What's yours, okay. Jackie? Okay, so mine, and this comes after doing a little bit of reporting about free agency in general. But I happen to believe that 
the mystics are going to look very different in 2024. Um, I happen to believe that either one of Natasha Cloud or Elena Deladon won't be in Washington in 2024. Who knows? Maybe both of them won't be on the Mystics in 2024. I mean, that, that I think would be even bolder to say. But I have heard some rumblings that EDD is, is looking to go elsewhere. I don't know. It's hard to think that a player who is as like tied to home as she has been and like mm -hmm. clearly was happy to be traded back to DC when she did get traded from Chicago. But one of them not being there, I could see that. Two, two, you're pushing me, Jackie. But one, okay, that still is bold. But okay, okay. You've got the wheels shifting. You're, you, you're making me think this through. I like this. This definitely feels bold. This is a Mystics team that has looked really solid and has had this core together. I mean, they won a title together and have been to the finals. I think these two have certainly been key pieces to that, but clearly there feels like something is going to change in D.C. And this would be how you make the biggest change in that regard. So... The Mystics, I think, have been at a bit of a, a standstill. Um, just so many injuries, so many, you know, moments of them being on the cusp of something and then not getting there. Although Natasha Cloud put on quite a performance against the Liberty in that game, too. Um, I don't know. I mean, Eric Tebow, he... I don't know how he felt about how Natasha Cloud sort of stirred the pot there. Um, I don't know. And I think that maybe a team like the Phoenix Mercury, who has an associate head coach of Christy Tolliver, who knows Natasha Cloud quite well, a thought that I've had. They certainly need a point guard. Although I do like Mariah Jefferson as their point guard. She has been good, and she was good last season. So that that's a good little pin drop for people to think about this month here, Jackie. So coming up, we're going to discuss some more predictions, some college predictions. But first, I would like to talk to y'all all about our friends at LinkedIn so LinkedIn, or at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's vital for every workplace to use optimal hiring tools to find the newest team members that are the right fit. LinkedIn makes it quite easy because they do the heavy lifting. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. 
If you want to achieve new goals in 2024, having team members with the skills you're looking for matters. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you, LinkedIn. Now, let's give our bold college predictions. But before that, I do want to remind you all that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on the one and only YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, now we've got uh, our college bold predictions. Okay. So I'm going first this time. Amid what happened to Aubrey Griffin last night, and man, as a fellow Westchesterian, it made me so sad. I happen to believe that UConn is going to make it back to the Final Four. I know that sounds nuts. That sounds crazy. They have so many different losses. And they think Baylor is going to return to the Elite Eight. Um... I've really liked Baylor. I think they've looked really good. I think Nikki Collin is finally figuring out how she can use her style and adapt it to more of a college system. I think what has come at the cost of that is there are less pro-ready prospects on her team. I've asked around about some of those Baylor seniors, and pro talent evaluators don't think they're as ready as some other folks. But anyway, I digress. I think, um, I mean, I am totally on board with you that Baylor looks good enough to not just be an Elite Eight team. I'd even be willing to go one step bolder and say I could see them as a Final Four team. The UConn one, it's hard for me to think that they'll even have enough healthy bodies to play in the NCAA tournament at all by the end of the season which is me going bolder than you're bold in a very different direction. But uh, they have had maybe the worst injury luck in like a consistent year over year cycle that you can imagine, given all of the ways in which they don't have a roster that's sticking together and it is going to challenge their depth and they're going to run a lot of players a lot of the time right now. They clearly have the top level talent, but this feels to me like a team that is going to be so top heavy that they, to almost kind of, take a different bold prediction off of yours, Jackie. Like it would not shock me if this is actually a year where UConn gets upset in the first weekend rather than even making it to the final four. I mean, so the thing was after I saw what happened last night, I listened to something that Gino Ariema said post game. And it was something along the lines of we have reliable scoring inside and outside. And that was, 
that those are two tenants to every very successful team. But you have a very good point. You know, their their depth is decreasing by the moment in another year where we thought, oh, wait, they're going to be really, they're going to be so deep because AZ is going to be there. Paige is going to be there. Caroline Ducharme, who, who knows if she'll ever return because of some head neck issues. It's, um, it's certainly this era of UConn specifically, the Paige and Fudd together era might be one of the biggest women's basketball what ifs that we'll ever have. Like, what if they just had one season together fully healthy? And, you know, we won't find out, at least for this year. We can maybe use that to transition into my next pick, which is my prediction, which is we actually, I think we will find out next year because I think Paige Beckers is likely to return when she has the option to turn pro. I think she won't be the only one. We have a clear top three in terms of WNBA draft prospects in Beckers, Cameron Brink at Stanford out my way, and then in the middle of the country in Caitlin Clark. I think at least two of those consensus top three players are going to not go to the WNBA and instead choose to use the COVID eligibility year to stick around in college for another season. They've all kind of hinted that they are not as decisive about this as some others have been. I distinctly remember being at Pac-12 Media Day in 2022 when Cameron Brink theoretically could have said, yeah, I'm going to go pro next, you know, then because of her age, she was able to go pro in 23, didn't. Haley Jones was like, nah, I'm gone. Uh, Brink, though, has very clearly stated that she's 50-50 about this, including to myself in reporting. She has told the San Francisco Chronicles, Marissa and Jemmy, that it would be a dream, quote, unquote, a dream to play in the Bay where an expansion team is coming in 2025, where her godbrother Stephen Curry has played for a long time. Um, I wonder if she is really considering staying. And frankly, Caitlin Clark has made it known that she is not fully on board with going to the pros. She is leaving the question open-ended. I think a lot of people are assuming that she is more likely to go pro than not. And I think that is fair, but she has left the question open-ended enough that I will say at least two of the top three don't go to the WNBA this year. I'm not willing to go to all three in part because of several of the great reporters of the next pointing out that Caitlin has some very strong Indiana connections that might lead her to be happy there. Uh, and mm -hmm. maybe that influences a dis another prediction of mine, Jackie. We can talk and see after a break, right? Oh, yes, of course. But I just wanted to say one thing about your prediction, which is just saying that Paige wasn't going to come out. I wouldn't say that was that was very bold for the reasons that we discussed when it came to the situation of, of UConn. But Cameron Brink, I mean, it's like... The thing with the Bay Area expansion team is I don't think they would be in line for a lottery pick. I don't know if there's an Eli Manning way of doing this where they can do whatever it takes to get Brink. Maybe I just don't know enough. I mean, if a player decides not to go play for the team that drafts them because they want to get to the place they want to get to, that's what was the Eli Manning you're referencing for those who are not as in the knowledge about NFL rules, he was drafted by a team that he said, I am not going to play for you. Please trade me. 
And they did trade him to a team he wanted to play for in the end. And he got to a long career in uh, upstate New York. Not really. New Jersey. We should be <laughs> Uh, if Brink said, I want to play here, we've seen WNBA players make trade demands and give them a location and say, figure it out and make it work. Perhaps one that we even discussed, uh, in our last episode of bold predictions, who went to a place she wanted to go to when she requested a trade. Uh, so I, there is a path to get her to the Bay team. If that is something she truly wants to do, I don't know if that she would care that heavily, but clearly there's a lot of thought here. And that's why this is a bold prediction that she will stay in the college ranks for one more year. Yes, you were right. You, that, that makes it a very bold prediction. Coming up in our final segment, we are going to talk some WNBA season and playoff bold predictions. But first... I did want to talk to y'all about BetterHelp. And this, um, so this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And this is a very personal one for me. And y'all will will figure it out as to why. But um, around New Year's, we get obsessed. And I get obsessed with this too. With how to change ourselves instead of just expanding upon what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. So I've been in therapy on and off since 2014. That's almost 10 years. And I can tell you that it's helped me address my driving anxiety, my fears, and has given me a toolbox to manage uncomfortable feelings and emotions. It helps me be my very best self. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, and I highly recommend it, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. Yes. Thank you, BetterHelp. Your work is going to continue to help change many lives. Anyway, we are back. Alex Simon and I are here to, for the second year in a row, to discuss our bold predictions for women's basketball in 2024. So I think I'm going first with my prediction this time. Mm -hmm. And it is that one of the super teams, and so super teams in air quotes, that means either the Las Vegas Aces or the New York Liberty, will miss the WNBA finals in 2024. Mm -hmm. Sounds, how bold do you think that is, Alex? 
Well, there's two spots and there's 12 teams in the league and both of the teams have to make it for you to be wrong. I mean, by math, you have a great shot at being right. That said, math is not the equation here. It is uh, talent. These two teams are likely to be the most talented. However, there is at least a little bit of an unknown with both of them, but especially the Liberty, because a lot of people were signed to one-year deals. Like, we're assuming they're all coming back, but, like, you never know, right? We'll see. I think the Liberty should be the team that's a little more complete, but also they're the team that maybe has specific game planning that can be more adept at breaking their rhythm. I mean, they did lose a game in the playoffs last year in a way that I think on their home floor, if two, if I'm not mistaken with that game one, and we're pretty close to going down and we're also pretty close to going down. Oh, two. So like there are teams in this league that could give them quite the fight. Uh, I do think the way that the league sets up, it is tough to do it. However, Jackie, uh, I think I'm going to have to say your prediction is not as bold, if only because I also agree with it. And my bold prediction is probably one step even, maybe more than one step even bolder than your bold prediction. Before you say it, I just want to counter when it comes to the aces, potentially not making the finals, because I think there is some merit there. Um, if you've been keeping score at home when it comes to the Aces and their injured players following the 2023 season, Chelsea Gray, Kia Stokes, two major cogs to what they have been doing, have been injured during this offseason. Are they ready for training camp? Even if they are, will they... Will they, they be have, as successful? They, have, they last season had obviously understanding Candace Parker just didn't play the second half of the season and in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They were as healthy as you can possibly be with the rest of that core. Mm -hmm. And tough to assume that that will happen year over year over year. And if something goes wrong, injuries being probably the most likely, that could cause a riff. I do like just something going differently for them rather than, you know, doing as I did last year incorrectly, giving the back-to-back -back nod. Uh, I do think, though, if Candace Parker is healthy, I'm guessing she would be returning to Las Vegas with the way that things go. And that might be the that might be the thing that covers up the Kia Stokes' hurt part in particular, Jackie. But so. also the thing is with them, and I've said this over and over again, and they have found a way to get by it. It's their bench depth. And I can tell you, I appreciate Sydney Colson more than than most. And she, she can shoot the three, she can defend, but can she play a bigger role if, she, if that needs to well, happen? We don't know. You were in the building when she did. I and was in the building. The game of the season. But so. we have to remember also that Sabrina Unescu was injured. We didn't know that at the time, but she well, was. That's the point, though, is I think the Aces, even when you think that they have people who don't really do much on their roster, they can step up when you need them. So we'll see. Uh, that said, uh, mm -hmm. why don't we go to mine? Because, Jackie, I think when I told you that this is what I was going to do, you were like, oh, my gosh. Because mm -hmm. my caveat is that if it is only two players and the one that for my last prediction, if the only two of the three say in college, but Caitlin Clark is the one that goes pro. And she gets drafted by the Indiana Fever. I think the Indiana Fever make the WNBA finals. 
That's so bold. It is so bold. So Jackie, bold. There's, there's, there is no reason to go short on the spice rack here. I'm going all the way to the spiciest mm -hmm. bold prediction I can go with. But I, these are two generational players that they are about to have early in their career. And Caitlin Clark really does look like one of the best prospects we've ever seen. I can, by the way, give you an example of something like this happening really quickly. Uh, the 2014 Phoenix Mercury, which had some of its core together, but Brittany Griner came in and basically it took them one season to figure it out with a post player. And in her second year, they set what was the best record in WNBA history and just like ran over the rest of the league to win that title that year. And Aaliyah Boston, by the end of last year, was looking like an all WNBA player at the end of the season. She looked that good. She is also about to be joined by maybe the perfect complement to her skill set in Caitlin Clark. Those two will fit together remarkably well. I really think Indiana has built an interesting group of people around that when they are asked to be higher up on a like depth chart or at a like organizational priority, like a player like Kelsey Mitchell being a second scorer or a third scoring option rather than a first makes Kelsey Mitchell look so much better when you have Ooh. players around her. What does that remind me of? How about Benajah Laney on the New York Liberty? Same so sort I, of thing. I think Indiana has built a team that is ready to go. And there's an element of this team where I almost wonder if they'll peak higher faster than people are ready for and then have a, bumper two, have a bump or two in the road after the peak but why not make it to the finals year one with caitlin and Aaliyah, and then it could get a little rocky from there we'll see but i think this is a team that for the one season before expansion comes in and changes some depth they have some really interesting youthful and energetic depth that's gonna make things all sorts of scary for teams going in there by the way indiana and indianapolis an insane basketball town. If this town gets mm -hmm. behind this team this year, that place could probably be the most difficult gym to play in in the WNBA. And uh, that's another bold statement. But I think the thing is, and I think what Indiana is missing is they are missing that veteran leadership. I, I think while you have generational talents in Aaliyah Boston and Caitlin Clark, it is very hard to for a player to come into the WNBA. And I bet you if you were to ask Aaliyah Boston, she'd say, oh, yeah, there were moments where I was not ready and I was sort of a bit of a fish out of water. I bet you she would admit that. So to assume that Caitlin Clark, that the WNBA is just easy for her, I think that is – that's quite – I think we might see a pretty big – this is adding more bold predictions into the mm -hmm. one bold. But it would not shock me at all if that veteran leader that you're looking for already knows Caitlin is coming and says, I would rather catch that train in Indiana before it takes off and maybe goes and joins them in free agency this offseason because there are going to be some players available that maybe are not the – superstar level to take the ball from Caitlin, but would fit really nicely in next to Caitlin and Aaliyah. We'll see. We so are you, are you going see. to name who that player might be? This no? is just pure speculation, Jackie, but we are going, we are going all in on the Indiana fever this year. <laughs> okay. 
listen, I think they're a playoff team, and it's very clear to me based on well, what it's, I've seen. Okay, it's harder to not be a playoff team than a playoff team. So that's not a, not a high bar to clear. I think the higher bar to clear is the second round of the playoffs, let alone the finals. Mm-hmm. I yep. actually think we'll get there this year. I can see something going wrong with one of those super teams you're talking about. Yep, that I can it's see the too. Worst time. And Indiana has the youth, and sometimes there is ignorance with youth that is blissful, and they might not know what they don't know, and that can help them get to the finals. That that logic, it it makes sense. I just think that there there's some missing pieces on their roster, especially on the wing. Um, but we will see what Lynn Dunn does. We aren't, free- we, aren't calling these, we aren't calling these safe predictions, Jackie. No, no, no. You're right. These are bold. These are very bold. They're, they're supposed to be bold. And, you know, only two. We made many more predictions last year. And the fact that only two were correct. Um, but, but anyway, I do have to ask, because off air, you did tell me that you had another bold prediction. Was that one about yeah. Indiana? No, I just think that, like, you know, we're only going to see one expansion team. But that doesn't feel very bold at this point because, you know, there's only one expansion team right now. So it's not very bold until proven otherwise. Right. And um, I do want to bring up briefly uh, Howard Megdahl wrote at the Nine about how there was this potential uh, or by 2024, there will be another expansion team. Apparently teams around the WNBA were, were given a heads up as to that could possibly be a thing, but it is now January 4th and we have not heard anything. Um, January 4th of 2024. And we haven't heard anything, but to who knows? How reported that we would, that the league wanted to have a team ready for team number 14 by December 31, 2023. And we're now into 2024 and we still don't have that 14th team, which is why at this point I'm going to operate off the logic that there will not be a 14th team until I'm proven otherwise. And that might not be very bold, but anyway, we thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. I want to give a huge thank you to the one and only Alex Simon for hopping on the show today. Alex, where should people find your work on these interwebs? SFGate.com. Check out all of our sports coverage. There's a heavy tilt to Bay Area sports teams, but we'll dabble in everything else. And uh, I'm on social media pretty much everywhere you can at Alex Simon Sports. Yes. And quick reminder, Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you covering 24-7 the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, this is Jackie Powell and... Alex Simon here. And we are signing off, and we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Welcome Wallet for the win! You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.